Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener on our private feed where you'll have ad-free episodes and join us in Zoom meetups to meet other listeners of our podcast community. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes. You're about to listen to a Women in Tech Remix episode, where we present to you a curated selection of impactful clips from previous episodes that you may have missed. And be sure to follow the links in the show notes to listen to the full episodes. Three, two, one. My name is Esprit Devora, host of the Women in Tech show. The show means a lot to me. The reason why I wanted to create the Women in Tech show is I wanted to create a positive piece of content, something where people can listen and say, if she can do it, so can I. This is Colleen Brady. I have a site, iheartnocode.com, and I'm building yarnlove.co for knitters and crocheters. I'm based in sunny Naples, Florida. You know, in some ways I feel like it was college. So I, it probably was before that, but my mom likes to talk about how coming and visiting me at college, I'm like, we have to go to the library and I have to show you these things. And that probably was a moment where things started to change for me. And when did you first start learning code? It's been more than 10 years. So like, what did that look like at the time? Were you at a job? Were you still in school? Did you take any classes? And I, I know you took a Java class, but was that in college or was that an that, exploratory extracurriculum? <laughs> that was it. That was an exploratory extracurriculum. So I started to get into coding because I kind of had a generic administrative job that I was bored with. And I just was becoming interested in technology. So started doing, at the time I lived in San Diego, so started doing classes through UCSD extension there. And so they had some HTML, they had Java, those types of things. I tried an online course at one point and those to different degrees hit at different levels. And I tried getting an internship. And so I would just send out these resumes and I could not get an internship whatsoever and was getting extremely demoralized with that. And then I don't know why on some lark, I decided to start actually applying for jobs and I started getting interviews and I couldn't believe that, hey, for the, these unpaid internships, wow. tech, no, tech roles that are, you know, the short period of time, can't get an interview, can't, and yet the resume is the same. Yo, I feel like everyone listening that isn't like stuck, like that's a game-changing insight on your journey. If the internship isn't working out, just take the same resume, apply to the job, and that may. (laughs) It's crazy. I think so often we underestimate what our skills are. And you don't necessarily know what a hiring manager is looking for. 100%. And how did you, where did you take your tech interest in skills there? What was that first job? So first job was doing web development as part of a marketing team. And you know, it just, it was amazing to basically be able to start seeing stuff that I was being developing on a company website and that generating money for the company. And just from there, just really kind of enjoyed the excitement of it. And from there decided somehow managed to end up starting to work for technology startups. 
And one of the things about working for a startup is you often are doing so many different disparate tasks and it's not easy to have a simple singular job description. And so that allowed me to kind of grow my skills in a number of different ways. And then from there, at least the startups that I was working at didn't necessarily always have the money to hire someone to figure out what the product should be. I started to take that role on. So sales and marketing would say, we need to have feature X. The development team is like, well, we don't know what X is. We can build it, but you got to tell us what it is. And so that started to become my role of, okay, if this is what is needed, here's how we do it. And here's what it should be. Hey, this is Karen from KarenDwyer.com based in Dublin, Ireland. We look after people with chronic illness and we transform their physical, mental and emotional health. Yeah, I, I actually don't work well now if I don't go on to that. And I, and I go between the 50 minute, 25 minute session, sessions. But yeah, where I'm at at the moment is that I, I'm in a, a huge tech upgrade at the moment. And I've invested so much money and I, I'm in the last like 0.05% of that before my next program um, launches in February. But I found this incredible platform called Better Practice. And it's actually built for nutritional therapists, but I can track all of the food, the sleep, the, uh, the um, what do you call it, the mood. Um, I, I can track so much and it allows all of my faculty then to go in and be able to keep on top of people individually and communicate effectively. Like it is honestly such an amazing platform. And I get that, you know, the likes of Kajabi and things like that out there are amazing. Better Practice probably have a little bit of of way to go to make it that kind of marketing friendly, so to speak. But in terms of, of user interface, and for me, it's amazing. And there's an app too. But I'm I'm building my own um my own platform in the background as well to feed into my own. But in the meantime, that's what I'm using. And it is great. But, you know, the want to have everything perfect and that user experience perfect can be absolutely debilitating because I spent so long researching what I could do, what was within my capabilities and budget and all the rest, that you could actually sit back and not do anything for a long time and just wait for it to be perfect or wait, you know, the next few months to have my own platform up and running. But for now, that's what I'm using and it is working so, so well. Um, and the feedback has been incredible for my own um, clients and participants. So, And let's talk about perfection. I, if I remember correctly, we were on a focus mate session. You and I did not know one another. And in your session, your goal for that session was to launch. Yeah. And so <laughs> and like did. we launched together. Like I was like, you're <laughs> like, I'm launching my company right now in this focus mate session. And I'm like, go <laughs> you. <laughs> I know. You were there when I pressed the go button on my website and on that platform. I took like, pictures, was... right? I think I sent you <laughs> I the pictures. You did. Yeah. you did. I've actually got to post them. That was so cool. Like, talk about the universe and like lining it up to be perfect. I think I pretty, I think I cried during that focus mate session because it was so uncomfortable because I, like I wasn't ready. I don't think I ever would have been ready. But, you know, you're like, I could have had this or I should have that ready or, you know, I should have a different picture there, whatever it might be. And I just hit go. And, you know, the sweaty palms come back even when I talk about it now because there's still a couple of widgets that I, I need to uh, I need to update and replace. But, yeah, I, I launched my 
my website and my platform while I was on a Focus Made session with you. So it's live and it's not perfect, but it's, you know, it's there. Hey, it's Jane Portman, co-founder of Usalist and host of UI Breakfast podcast. At Usalist, we help SaaS founders send better email. I'm based in Voronezh, Russia. Anti-Fragile by Nassim Taleb is great. Start with Why by Simon Sinek. Probably these are on the top of my mind. And if it, like action-oriented, The Mom Test by Rob Fitzpatrick is absolutely amazing. The mom test. I love that. Yeah. Can you tell us a little, uh, just really quickly a little bit about each book? Anti-Fragile talks about um, big swan events, black swan events that happen all the time that we can't predict. So it's about making yourself and your business and your like perception less uh, less risk prone. And he talks, um, what my takeaway from it was the barbell strategy when you protect your bases really well, and then you put very high, uh, high bets on, on the risky side of it. And that kind of reflects what I've been doing. And if you look at my journey, there's been so many failures. Everything is a mini failure, but you learn by doing and um, you make those entrepreneurial risks all the time. But the bases are always protected. You have, you know, have your savings, you have your consulting to fall back to, and you can experiment safely. That's one. Um, and Start With Why is more like an inspirational book that um, in spite of, you know, you're doing business for the money, but you should still have big why of why you're helping your customers and what is your big mission. And he has great examples in there about businesses that had a why and businesses that didn't. And those that who did have a why really flourished. Or maybe it's a survivor survivor basis uh, um, bias. I don't know. But still. <laughs> the last three questions, something I've actually been really excited to, to ask you, how has being a mom improved like your performance as a businesswoman? Well, running a family with three kids is a bit of an enterprise in itself. <laughs> and without the help of other people, I would not be sitting here at 10 p.m. Um, recording a podcast uh, with you because somebody is putting kids to sleep. So there is always support from parents and uh, nannies and other people. So delegations definitely there. Um, Peace of mind and the ability to somehow chill when the situation is not chill. But yeah, there is still overwhelm, both in business and in the family, and you can't do anything. But if you have so many things that can go in a surprising direction all the time, so many risks and things out there, it kind of makes you more uh, mature and less emotional about other things. So you can have a more sensible approach to life and just uh, try and abstract from that if that makes sense <laughs> the women in tech podcast is hosted and produced by me esprit devora with help from janice geronimo edited by Corey Jennings. Production and voiceover by Adam Carroll. And music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The Women in Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. 
Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener, go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes.